Good morning and a happy Thursday morning to you Sooners fans. This is the Locked On Sooners podcast coming up on today's show. We're going to have some Twitter questions to answer for you, things that we're most concerned about heading into the final stretch of the season. We'll also talk about a potential Alabama thing that I don't see how it could work in the college football playoff. But this episode is brought to you by McDonald's. McDonald's is a great place to get tasty, affordable food, proudly serving communities since 1965. It's always been more than just a restaurant. It's a place where friends and family from the community can come together. A big thank you to our friends at McDonald's for always being there. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, I'm loving it. Locked On Sooners, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma Sooners. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Sooners Nation, and welcome to the Locked On Sooners Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for joining me. My name is John Williams. You can follow me on Twitter at John9Williams, and you can read my work covering the Oklahoma Sooners over at the Sooners Wire at usatoday.com. You can also follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Sooners and on Facebook, Locked On Sooners Podcast, and on the YouTube, uh, Locked On Sooners. Check it out. Make sure you're finding the right Locked On Sooners. There, there have been previous iterations of this in the past, but make sure you're looking for the one with current videos. There on the other two channels, there hasn't been anything posted in the last you know year, two years. So make sure you're finding the one with the current updated videos. I post them to Twitter, I post them to Facebook as well. So if you're not you're following those accounts, make sure you're doing that. But it's been been great so far. The response has been fantastic. Thank you so much for tuning in. Appreciate it every day. Uh, you guys are the best. Uh, love doing this for you and and talking football with you. And so we've got some questions that. You know, I posed this question out on Twitter. I said, what, what's the thing that you have the biggest question about heading into the final stretch of the season for the Oklahoma Sooners? And uh, I got some great, great questions, and some of them that were questions that I'm concerned about as well. And uh, let's just start off with the first one. This one is from Ryland Revis, the second, uh, at RR Plush H. Uh, and uh, Bad Hop Single, he's also got the same question too, but basically it comes down to the offensive line and the running game. And that's one of my bigger concerns as well. You know, it had been really working well um, for several weeks um, from the Texas game to TCU. I felt like it was doing pretty well. Uh, But then against Kansas and Texas Tech, it really kind of came down to earth a little bit. Um, It's interesting to see what this offensive line has done this year where it's been just so up and down in the running game. I will say that the, the offensive line has gotten much better in pass protection. And I feel like, some of that might be due to Caleb Williams and just his maneuverability of the pocket. Uh, but I feel like they've also just provided him cleaner pockets, or maybe that's just a, a matter of him hanging in the pocket and, and knowing that, Hey, this is a clean pocket. I don't need to bail on it, but yeah, there, there's something concerning about the running game and maybe it's a concerted effort from opposing defenses, really trying to take it away and make Caleb Williams beat them. I don't imagine that that'll change because he's a true freshman quarterback defensive coordinators will think that they can get to him with pressure or with coverage uh, schemes. And so they'll, they'll try to take away the the easy runs so that Caleb Williams isn't getting manageable down in distances. I will say against Baylor, it's probably not going to get better against uh, Oklahoma state. It might not get better. Uh, I do think that they'll be able to run on Iowa state. 
it's just going to be a matter of how efficient are they going to be able to be in those two games against Baylor and Oklahoma state, because those defensive fronts are legit and they're really, really good. We saw them struggle a bit with West Virginia earlier this season, who was also a really, really good run defense. And so it's still something that needs to be worked out. I'd like to see them use Marcus major a little bit more because, you know, he's, he's a different kind of back than Kennedy Brooks and Eric gray. He's a guy that he can pound the rock with you or for you a little bit. Like he's got, athleticism and speed on the outside but he's also somebody that you can um just use to just hammer defenses away a little bit and i know they're probably ramping him up still a little bit since he he missed you know the first part of the season but i'd like to see them give him like a series in the first half or you know for second quarter or something like that just to just run the ball see if they can you know get one of those methodical drives going where they can just kind of pound away at the defense and wear them down because in the third and fourth quarter, you're going to need your offensive line moving forward, moving bodies, because if you have a lead at any point, you're going to need to be able to run the football effectively in order to milk those clocks. I I do like Oklahoma's running game. You know, I'm a big fan of Kennedy Brooks. If you've been listening to the show for the last year, you know, my affinity for Kennedy Brooks. I think he's a fantastic running running back, but there's just something that opposing defenses are doing right now that, it, that it's taking away the running game for the Oklahoma Sooners. And so that's something that they definitely need to improve upon during the bye week to run the table. I mean, the, the offense was great against Texas Tech. Watching what Caleb Williams did, complete more than 70% of his passes for 402 yards and six touchdowns was fantastic. Had a great uh, yards per attempt. It was over 13 yards per attempt. But it's not necessarily a sustainable plan week to week to be able to get effective offense by expecting your quarterback to throw 400 yards. It's also going to be something that wears your defense down a little bit too, if they're having to constantly get back on the field because of big play after big play. Now we're never going to fault how the Oklahoma centers score. We're not going to worry so much about that, but you definitely would like to see their running game get a little bit better. Um, And then, Uh, Uncle Chuck, this is at Seawood9052, asks, how healthy are we going to be? Well, I think we're getting healthier. You know, last week they got Jalen running back. They got DTY back, uh, Delaware and Turner Yale. So I think this is a team that is getting healthier by the the week. The big names still to come back. We're looking for Woody Washington. We're looking for uh, maybe Theo Weiss. Now Lincoln Riley updated Theo Weiss's status and said he's getting closer uh, they're not sure exactly when he's going to be available, but he does believe he's going to have an impact at some point during the regular season or at least before the end of the 2021 season. And so that could be the Big 12 championship game. It could be if they make the college football playoff. It's still hard to say where he's at with his recovery. Uh, still waiting on Jeremiah Cradell as well to come back. Uh, Michael Woods, uh, hopefully he's back and ready to go after the bye because I think he's a big impact player. At least he was showing to be that Um during that stretch uh, just before getting injured, um, you know, he, he became a big time weapon for Caleb Williams. Uh, the good thing is on the wide receiver side is you've got plenty of depth. I mean, with Marvin Mims and Jaden Hazelwood and Mario Williams, you've got three really, really great wide receivers that will make plays for you. And then you throw in a guy like Drake Stoops, who is always making plays. Uh, then you're, you're less concerned about the wider re- receiver position. You have a little bit more time to make sure those guys are back 100%. You don't have to rush anybody back. I think the, the move from, uh, of key Lawrence to cornerback. I think that's one of those situations that allows them to be also a little bit more patient with Woody Washington or uh, Jeremiah Cradell. You're not feeling like you have to rush those guys back either because of key Lawrence's performance against Texas tech. Now it wasn't a perfect performance, but it was one of those games where he played really, really well, really good football. And again, 
because of what he showed you on Saturday against Texas Tech, it allows you to not have to rush Woody Washington back so that he can get 100% healthy by the time that he's ready to go. And hopefully that's before the Big 12 championship. Hopefully it's you, you have him ready to go in games against Baylor or Iowa State or Oklahoma State because you need all hands on deck for those games. Now your defense can hang with those offenses because they're not the most explosive offenses in the country, but they are good offenses and they're going to be able to beat you in, in a variety of ways. So we'll have more Twitter questions coming up after the break. Got to talk to you about a couple of different uh, sponsors that we've got. This is prize picks. Prize picks is daily fantasy made easy. I love it. I know you will too. It's a leader in college sports daily fantasy. They offer more college football props than anyone in the world. It offers all the star players of the power five, like Caleb Williams, as well as mid-major players, you might not have ever even heard of like a Grayson McCall from Coastal Carolina. Prize Picks offers any prop you can think of from yardage to touchdowns, even interceptions thrown. All of you, all of you guys can get 100% instant deposit match of up to $100 by using our promo code Locked On. You pick two to five players and an over and under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry, and it's just you versus the projected numbers. Prize Picks allows mixed sports entries. You can take the over on LeBron James or the under on Patrick Mahomes passing yards in the same entry. Hey, and you can win, get creative, get fun, have a lot of fun with it. You know, there's nothing better than some, some props. So use the award-winning app on both the app store and Google play entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy price picks offers safe and fast withdrawals. So don't hesitate. Check out prizepicks.com. Make sure to use our promo code locked on to get your 100% deposit match on up to $100. Go to the app store and download the app today. Prize picks is daily fantasy made easy. Also want to talk to you about our sponsor, McDonald's. McDonald's is a safe and affordable place to get dependable food. It's a place where friends and family can come to reconnect. And it's a place to go after a game, win or lose. It's where teammates, competitors, the home team, or the away team can come to recharge. And for us and my family, it's one of those go-to restaurants for us. Our daughter loves to get the Happy Meal. My wife and I, we love to get that quarter pounder with cheese every time it hits home. It's always, it's always a good experience. I know McDonald's, it's fast food, but we always end up having a, a good time. We always end up enjoying our food a lot. I still love that apple pie and that sausage burrito is, is one of my go-to breakfasts. If I ever have like a, a big interview or a big meeting to go to, I always make sure I get that, that sausage burrito. It's been my good luck breakfast since I was in college uh, almost a couple decades ago. So uh, make sure you go to McDonald's, head to your local McDonald's, refuel, reconnect, and go get you a McFlurry, get you a sausage burrito, get you that quarter pounder with cheese. It's breakfast time. You want that sausage, egg and cheese biscuit, go to McDonald's. It's always a great place to get great food. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, I'm loving it. All right, so we got more Twitter questions for you. Um, and this one is from Young Hoku, uh, at Young Hoku on Twitter. Um, he asks, how is Oklahoma's defensive line going to fare against the best O-line in the Big 12? After not being dominant against mediocre ones, can OU actually run the ball against the three best defenses in the Big 12? Now, we covered the, the running game earlier uh, in the first segment, but this one is a great question, too. You know, that Baylor offensive line is generally being considered one of the best offensive lines in the country. If you look at Pro Football Focus, which I'm a big fan of Pro Football Focus, they've they put out grades every week for um, individual unit performances, uh, individual player performances as well. And Baylor regularly gets graded as one of the best offensive lines in the country. And so 
you know, the, the, the coaching staff coming from Baylor to manage the offense and manage the offensive line, they've really done a nice job at creating a really good um, offensive line group with a, a running game scheme that has allowed them to accentuate the, that play or the, their, their play style, their play style. They want to run the football. They want to play defense and they've got the offensive line to do it. Now that you have Jalen Redmond back, I think it makes the Oklahoma Sooners defensive line much, much better. Um, it takes a lot of the pressure off of Perry on Winfrey who had kind of been struggling in, in several weeks leading up to uh, the Texas tech game. It allows Isaiah Thomas to, to be on the edge where he's at his best. Uh, you know, he, he can play on the inside. He's effective from the inside at times, but he's a great player on the edge because he can help you set the edge in the running game and not allow running backs to get outside. Um, you know, it frees up Nick Bonita a little bit because teams got to worry so much about the interior pressure from Redmond and, and Winfrey. Uh, and so I think this is going to be a, a, a defense that is looking better. I think the linebacker core had one of their best games of the season against Texas Tech. And, and a lot of it is because the defensive front was able to keep them cleaner and, and they were able to run more free uh, and have have better opportunities at tackles where, you know, they've been missing a ton of tackles this season, but they played a much cleaner game against Texas tech. And I think a lot of that is due to the return of Jalen Redmond. So you have him, you have him healthy, you have Perry on Winfrey and that interior defense. And, and you got to give a shout out to a lot of the, the backup guys too, like Joshua Kelly, Isaiah Coe. They've, they've been playing a really good football this year in, in reserve roles that have helped the Oklahoma Sooners be a pretty good defense against the run. Um, one of the best in the country against the run actually. And so I think, they're going to be okay up front against, you know, Baylor's rush, rushing attack, which is really, really good. Uh, Iowa State's got a really good rushing attack as well. Oklahoma State does as well. Those those three teams are going to want to run the football on you. And if you're Oklahoma, you got to be ready for it. But I think they've got the defensive front. When it's healthy, I think they've got a defensive front that can play with just about anybody in the country uh, because they're they're powerful, they're athletic, uh, and they they are disciplined too. They they do a really good job uh, keeping in their in their gaps. And then when it's a read option they've done better. Um, at least they did better last week against Texas tech at uh, not over committing to the running back in the read option game. And so I, I think that they're going to be better. I think this is going to be a team that comes out of the bye, refreshed and re-energized and ready to go. And I think they're going to be able to, to play with Baylor. And I think Baylor's going to have their moments and I think they're, they'll probably have a pretty decent rushing game, but I don't think it's going to be one of those like 200, 300 yard performances. Like we've, seen other running teams. I mean, they, they pretty well bottled up TCU. Uh, now they were missing Zach Evans, uh, but they did a good job against TCU. And so I, I think that they'll do a good job against Baylor. Um, and then uh, Josh Shoup. Oh, wait, so let's talk about Josh Helmers. He said, will Oklahoma's defense keep up the type of play we saw against Tech? If the answer is yes, they'll be in the college football playoff. And I agree. I agree with Josh. This is Josh from uh, 1400, the ref in Norman. Um so he asked the question, and I think, I think the defense is trending in the right direction, especially knowing that you've got a couple guys, or you got a guy like Woody Washington and Jeremiah Cradell that can still get back and help your defense. Um, I think the the issue kind of has been in the passing game, the pass coverage, and that was better against Tech. Now they still allowed Eric Ezukanma to have a big game, but he's he's just a good player. Sometimes good players are going to beat you but I think it was a step in the right direction for this team. I felt like they played a much more um, complete game. You know, uh, Texas tech had only seven points going into the last couple minutes of the third quarter. And then the, they scored their 21st point 
in like the final minutes of the fourth. And so it was a much, much better defensive effort against tech uh, who, you know, are, is easily struggling. Like they're struggling. They're, they're not a good football team this year, even though they had a winning record heading into the game. They're, they're just not very good, but the Oklahoma defense didn't really allow them any, any opportunity to be a part of that football game. They were forcing turnovers. Isaiah Thomas was a beast off the edge. Uh, they were tackling well. They were playing good team defense. They got a great effort from Key Lawrence. Uh, you know, DJ Graham being back was huge as well. Uh, I think that was a really underrated return. I mean, we talked a lot about Jalen Redmond, but DJ Graham's a really good corner. He's a guy that makes plays on the football and and brings a bit of a – I won't say he brings the same edge that Key Lawrence does, but he definitely brings some fight out there on the, on the outside. Uh, where there have been times where it just seems like guys aren't trying to make plays on the ball when it's up in the air. Uh, you'd like to see uh, the the cornerbacks be a little bit more aggressive at times um, as opposed to just like trying to wait for the catch and then, and then strip the ball out. But you get guys like, you know, DJ Graham, Key Lawrence, and then hopefully Woody Washington back, and it's going to make your, your coverage so much better. And then you're going to have three guys playing cornerback. Because I, I think that whenever, you know, Woody Washington is back, they need to slide Key Lawrence over into the slot. And you got three guys who are going to be competitive players on or at the uh, at the at the pass, uh, whenever quarterbacks draw back to pass, they're gonna they're going to attack the ball. They're not gonna sit back and just wait for the guy to make the catch and then try to make the tackle. They're gonna they're gonna go after it, and I think that's gonna help the Oklahoma Sooners defense play a little bit more aggressively. Uh, when you have good coverage guys on the outside, it allows everybody to be a little bit more aggressive because you're not having to, you know, make sure you you. Um, don't overcommit to something so that those guys get beat. You know, I think, you know, we, we talked a little bit about DTY being back, but I think having your two safeties back on the back end, it helps your defense a lot. And so how good the defense is going to be is a lot of it's dependent on how healthy they are, because if they're, if they're not healthy, then it's, it's going to be struggles at times, but if they've got everybody back, including Woody Washington, DTY is back and he's healthy. Jalen Redmond's healthy. I think this is a defense that is still trending in the right direction. Uh, you know, maybe they haven't been the defense that we expected this year, but they've also been dealing with a lot of injuries, but as they get healthier after the bye, hopefully then, then they're going to be a team that is going to be reckoned with. They're going to be one of those defenses that people talk about at the end of the year, because this is what happened last year, right? They were a defense that was okay but they'd had some struggles uh, in the first, you know, five weeks of the season or so. And then Ronnie Perkins comes back and it's a completely different defense. The defense just transforms uh, because of Ronnie Perkins return. And so I, I kind of expect they're going to, they're going to trend well towards the end of the season that they're going to be on an upward trajectory as they head into Baylor. And then hopefully through the rest of the big 12 play and hopefully, you know, end up in the college football playoff. And that's where we're going to go next. We've got a few more college football thought or playoff thoughts on the first initial rankings. Um, Danny Cannell had a really interesting um, suggestion about Alabama, and I respectfully disagree. But we'll talk about that um, coming up next here on Locked On Sooners. But first, I want to talk to you about our guys over at Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. It's easy to eat. It's 100% covered in chocolate, and it tastes great. 
It's great for you. It's low calorie, low carb, low fat, low sugar, and it's high in protein. And so it's got all the healthy benefits on top of just being a purely delicious protein bar. So many great flavors, coconut, almond, mint, brownie. My, my favorite is the, per, the peanut butter brownie. You got double chocolate, cherry, barcia, and salted caramel. You will not be disappointed. I've been eating built bar for more than a year now. It's still part of my daily routine. I love it. it provides me all the energy I need and it just tastes great. So go to built.com, use promo code locked 15 and you'll get 15% off your order over at built.com. Again, that's promo code locked 15 at built.com. And we also want to talk to you about bet online. Bet online is back and better than ever with a new web interface for the start of the basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. So head to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code Locked On to receive your bonus from basketball, football, baseball, postseason, NHL, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, let me get a let me get a drink of this coffee here. Good morning to you. Hope you're having a great morning so far. Doing whatever it is you're doing on a Thursday. Uh, I'm myself. I'll be going to work here after this, but I'm excited to just talk some Sooners football with you before we do that. It's always a great way for me to start my day. So, um, Danny Cannell had a very interesting um, thought on the at Cover Three podcast. Um, he said. If Alabama runs the table and plays Georgia and loses a close game, they're in the college football playoff. What? How? How? I mean, if this is the case, then just destroy the whole playoff system. Because if you put a two-loss playoff, a two-loss Alabama team, a two-loss anybody team in this year, it will be no less than a travesty. And let me tell you why. So right now in the college football playoff rankings, you've got Georgia, rightfully so. And then you've got one loss Alabama at two. And then Michigan State, rightfully. I think Michigan State's right where they should be at three. And then you've got an Ohio State team at four that is got a one loss. Sorry, no, Oregon's at four who has one loss. And then you have an Iowa State team at five that has one loss. So let's get this straight. If Alabama makes it to the SEC championship game, loses even in close fashion, say they lose by a field goal or by a touchdown or something like that, to Georgia, you're going to put a two-loss Bama team in over a one-loss Oregon Pac-12 champion or a one-loss Ohio State or maybe even a one-loss Michigan State if they're the Big Ten champ, or an undefeated Oklahoma, or potentially an undefeated Cincinnati, or let's even let's go a step further, uh, you know, undefeated Wake Forest, or a one-loss Oklahoma State team. God forbid they win the Big Twelve championship, or one-loss Baylor team if they win the Big Twelve. If you do that, to me, you're, it just sends a terrible, terrible, terrible message. That again. Close losses matter more than wins and you're just looking at brands and you're not looking at what's right for the sport. 
And yes, Alabama is a great brand. They're a great football program. Can't take anything away from them. Arguably one of the greatest runs in college football history. It's up there, you know, with Oklahoma's winning streak. It, I, I won't say it's as good as that. I mean, cause that was just an incredible run, but I mean, you can't deny the national championships that, that Bama and Nick Saban have. It's a fantastic program at the same time. Some year, it's just not your year. And, and that's okay. If, if they end the season with two losses, even if it's a close loss to Georgia, I don't care who you are. You're done. Your season is over. You're going to go play in the sugar bowl. And that's just going to have to be okay because the college football playoff system needs to reward teams that win games. And part of the issue that we're seeing this year is there's so much quality play happening across every conference that you're going to have several teams left out that feel like they deserve to be in the college football playoff. And, that, and that's why I think expansion is the right move at some point. Like they need to just go ahead and make this happen because you're, you're the de- the quality of play is improving across the nation. These conferences are getting better and the, the play is improving so that like you have more balance, like the big 10, they got three teams in the top 10 of the college football playoff rankings and they all, I think, deserve to be there. Now, whether they deserve to be in front of OU, I talked about that on, on yesterday's show with our Big 12 roundtable. I, I don't think so. I think I think Oklahoma deserves to be higher than a one-loss Michigan. Um, now, we can argue about Ohio State. I mean, Ohio State's got the one loss to, to Oregon, but who else really have they played? You know, aside from Michigan State and um, and Michigan, like they're, they're, the Big 10 it doesn't really have much going on. Um, I was proven to be not very good. Penn state has kind of fallen off after their quarterback got hurt. Indiana didn't really have the same season like they did last year. And so you, you think that it's hard for me to, to see the big 10, at least the big 10 East as not like the big 10 East is pretty good. And so you're going to keep potentially a one loss big East team out or a one loss pack 12 team or an, an undefeated big 12 team out just because Alabama has two close, two losses like that loss to Texas A&M. Let's be real. Like A&M might be ranked now, but they weren't at the time that they beat Alabama. They were just coming off two losses to Arkansas and Mississippi state. And, and yes, it was a home game for the Aggies, but if you're Bama, you've got to go in there and you got to win that game. And to think that you've got a team that yes, has been really, really good in the last decade, decade plus, with two losses, it just doesn't make any sense to me. You know, I'm already, I'm already a little bit frustrated with the, with the system and the way it's playing out right now for two reasons. One Oklahoma's ranking, I think putting them at eight sets the table for finding a way to keep them out. If they don't win the right way in these final three games, like if they win three close games against Baylor, Iowa state and, and uh, Oklahoma state, it would not surprise me one bit to see the playoff committee keep them out. I, I don't know. That's just the set. Like I, I'm a pretty optimistic guy. I usually have a pretty optimistic feeling about most things in life, but that's just, I just get this sense like that the college football playoff committee is, is out for Oklahoma and not in a, like a conspiracy theory. Um, you know, they don't, they don't like Oklahoma because they're always so good, but I think it's just one of those, like they, they're looking for a reason to keep Oklahoma out part, part of it because of past failures in the, in the college football playoff. And part of it could be because of migration to the SEC. Like, not only does it upset the Big 12 and conference realignment, but it kind of upsets the college football playoff thing as well because now they there's there's a, a, a bit more difficult 
task for Oklahoma to get into the college football playoff, who's been a good brand and, and allows for good marketability and you know good viewership and uh, good travel as well to games. And so it potentially hurts the college football playoff because if Oklahoma isn't going to be making it as regularly, potentially, you know, if it's a 14 playoff and they're in the SEC, it's going to be a tougher task getting into the playoff. I mean, that's just, that's, let's just be real. But if it's a 12 team playoff, they're going to get in quite, you know, pretty much every year. Um, but anyway, and then, and then for Cincinnati, I think for Cincinnati, it's, it, it just goes to show like the group of five is not welcome in the college football playoff. They're not welcome at the table. They're not welcome in the college football playoffs home. They can uh, just keep on sauntering down the street and go find their own, their own bowl game. I mean, we'll let them in, we'll let them into a New York six day bowl, New York six bowl game, but we're not letting them into the playoff. They don't, they're not going to get a shot at the national championship. You know, the, the commissioner or the the chair pretty much said basically like they beat Notre Dame and he kind of like, I feel like he just kind of glossed over that fact. Like they beat Notre Dame. Notre Dame was a top 10 team at the time. Notre Dame historical brand, national brand. And, but then he was just like, Oh, they beat Notre Dame, but who else have they played? It, shouldn't that be enough? Like they played, they've beaten everybody. They've rolled everybody and they beat Notre Dame. Shouldn't be, that be enough to give them consideration for the college football playoff? But so like with Cincinnati at six, Oklahoma at eight, you're like, okay, is Oklahoma going to be able to jump an undefeated Cincinnati, a one loss, you know, potentially one loss Michigan state or one, uh, you know, Ohio state maybe. Cause if Ohio state loses to Michigan state, how much will they drop back? If, you know, especially if it's a close game or if Ohio state meets Michigan state and it's a close game, will I like, will Michigan state drop very much? it's hard to like, I have a hard time seeing that because they just, they've been telling us, you know, at least they told us with this first, you know, this first ranking that close losses matter, you know, they, they're going to consider close losses as important. That's why Ohio state's so high. Uh, you know, even though Oregon lost to an unranked Stanford, that's why they're so high because they've got the Ohio state win under their belt. And so it, I, I just don't trust the college football playoff committee right now. And I'm a big fan of the playoffs. Like I love the playoffs, but I don't understand their reasoning and, and their thought processes on selection. And we'll, we'll continue to kind of follow this. And each week I'm sure we'll have something to say about it, but it's just one of those like situations. Like I, I don't understand what the college football playoff is thinking. Hopefully things will work itself out. That's what I've been hearing from people for the last few days is that it'll work itself out if Oklahoma wins they're in and I want to believe that and I want to hope for that and you know I think that will be the case but I just I'm just not so sure but we'll continue to follow it here on Locked On Sooners again thank you so much for making Locked On Sooners your first listen every single day so excited to have you here on YouTube if you are listening make sure you hit the like and the subscribe button Follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Sooners and on Facebook, Locked On Sooners Podcast. You can also download this podcast for free on any major podcast provider. We're available on Apple, Google, Spotify, and now here on YouTube. So until tomorrow, I'm John Williams, Boomer Sooner.